is your wake up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother, being a Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Yes, and I was looking at the national holidays to see which one I want to participate in today. I love Lucy Day. We all love too young for I love Lucy, right? Yes. Global Hand Washing Day, right? That's that should cool. be every day. That should be every day. It should be National Grouch Day. That's me, all day. All day. International Adjust Your Chair Day. I just did that. Okay. So we can participate in those. Okay. And National Mushroom Day. Who got I the shrooms? I don't like mushrooms. You don't like shrooms? Shrooms, but I don't like mushrooms. You don't like mushrooms? I love mushrooms. I don't eat mushrooms I love at all. that fungus. I love I mushrooms. I take some, fung- some fungus and my spaghetti all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And I the eat salad. these Beyond Burgers, and they always put mushrooms on it. I'm always like, oh, I have to pick them off. Love that fungus. Have no mushrooms. No, I love mushrooms. How was everybody's weekend? What y'all do this weekend? I do like chicken marsala, though. I used to. Um, I went to go see Donnell Rawlings yesterday. Shout out to Donnell at Caroline. Mm-hmm. That's our boy. You went on Friday? I was supposed to go on Friday. I fell asleep. I ain't even lie. Pass I hate right all up. these sensitive ass people, man, who be tweeting me all day and leaving comments saying, Y'all so mean to Donnell. If I was Donnell, I wouldn't even come up there. And y'all always <laughs> playing jokes on Donnell. Shut the hell up, man. God damn. Y'all, nobody can play with people no more. Actually, Donnell loved it. He posted it three times. Exactly. We grown. We, we, like, we played. He, so he didn't love it when he was in it, but what happened? He loved brief, it. Okay. <laughs> it's just so lame. Like, they, people be so sensitive and so easily offended. Oh, why would y'all do that to him? You just figuring that out? People came into the room during his interview and, like, shut up. It's hilarious. Shut the up forever. Knock it off. But shout out to Donnell, man. Donnell is, is a, a member of the Breakfast Club. Was he funny? Yeah, of course he was funny. Donnell's always funny. Did he have new material? Always. He always talks about a lot of current things. That's okay. how you know it's new material, because he was talking about Kanye and Donald Trump mm-hmm. and all of that. So shout out to Donnell Rawlings. Well, and Donnell's we had- a naturally funny guy, though, so he can freestyle a lot of this stuff. Like, a lot of this stuff he can just start talking about, and it's still funny. Yeah. Well, shout out to Donnell. Well, Dr. Oz will be joining us this morning. Yes, Dr. Oz. He's going to teach us CPR this morning. Dr. Oz will be here to teach us how to not let people die. Does anybody in here know CPR? I do not. Okay, me neither. I always see it. And it's sad because I got five kids. I should know CPR just in case. Charlamagne, you should too. You have three kids. I got got homeboys who still like to play the pause game, you know, so they be like, I'll never give somebody CPR because I don't want to put my mouth on another man's mouth. Come on, she's going to let me die. You're going to let me die? Just say pause, pause, pause and do what you got to do. Make sure mine. So if you were dying, one of your friends wouldn't give you CPR? That's clearly not. (laughs) Hey, man, homophobia runs deep. Goodness gracious. <laughs> all right. You know? Jeez. All right. But well, Dr. Oz will be here to teach us a, uh, a non-pause-worthy way to do it, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what thing you think of. We'll kick it with Dr. Oz in a little bit. We got front page news. What are we talking about, you? Man, this had me so mad over the weekend. This happened in Flatbush. That's where I'm from. We'll tell you about Corner Store Caroline. I've seen that. We'll talk about it when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Start off with sports. Falcons beat the Buccaneers 34-29. Chargers beat the Browns 38-14. The Jets beat the Colts 42-34. Redskins beat the Panthers 23-17. Seahawks beat the Raiders 27-3. The Texans beat the Bills 2013. The Bears lost to the Dolphins 31-28. Steelers beat the Bengals 28-21. The Rams still undefeated, I believe, 23-20. Ravens beat the Titans 21-0. Patriots beat the undefeated Chiefs 43-40. The Cowboys somehow won 47, beat the Jaguars. Huh? What happened? You heard what I said. I didn't see. Huh? What happened? I'm not saying I didn't watch the game, but I do feel like every time they scored a touchdown, I would text like my man Lil Duval because he's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan and just Mm -hmm. ask him how he was doing. Just, hey, how are you today, my guy? Mm -hmm. And he would never reply to me. And then at one point, he replied to me and said, you shouldn't be watching the Cowboys anyway because they all racist. I said, I don't know what you're talking about because I stand with Cap. But... For whatever reason, he just would, was very upset yesterday, and I don't know why. What was that score again? It was 40-7. to seven. Dallas Cowboys, 42. Jacksonville Jaguars, 7. 47. Okay. 4-0 to 7. 4-0 to 7. 40. 40. Oh, Cowboys scored 40. I didn't watch that. I don't know. No, 40 goodness. to 7. Okay. And tonight, Monday Night Football, the Packers take on the 49ers. Now, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Oh, man, let's set it up at Corner Store, Caroline, because this happened in Flatbush. Y'all know I'm from Flatbush in Brooklyn. Now, the woman's name is Teresa Klein, but she's gotten the nickname, na- nickname Corner Store, Caroline. And that is all because she accused a nine-year-old boy of sexually assaulting her, and she called the cops on them. Check it out. No, I want the cops here right now. No, I'll talk to you. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. Oh, man. Now, what really happened was all caught on video camera. You could see the woman leaving the store with her son and her nine-year-old son actually had on a backpack and the backpack might have brushed against her, but they walked right out of the store. And that's when Corner Store Caroline, he wasn't even looking in her direction. He was walking out of the store. So since then, she had at first stuck to her story saying that he did try to sexually assault her. And here's what she said after people looked at the video footage and was like, absolutely not. I was standing at the counter. I was sexually assaulted. I understand how it looks, but she escalated. And then I lost my temper at her, not at that child. How did she escalate the situation? You accuse her nine-year-old. You hear him crying and screaming. He didn't do anything wrong. He thought he was going to get arrested. He was scared. FYI, this is why I believe all women is flawed logic. You should listen to all women and believe all proof. Imagine All women? uh, Listen to what I just said. You should listen to all women and believe all proof. Mm-hmm. Imagine if it was no video of this situation. Imagine. Right. These type of accusations have been getting black men killed since the beginning of time. Okay? <sighs> b- backpack brushes against your behind and you call the police and say you were sexually assaulted for a nine-year-old child? Something is wrong with this woman. Now she Come has on, uh, since issued an apology. Now that everybody's saying you're wrong and people, she says, have been actually threatening her life. Here's what she says. I was wrong. The child accidentally burst. <laughs> Young man, I don't know your name, but I'm sorry. Find out his name and apologize to that young boy face to face, man. But they're going to be outside that store today, I believe around 5, 530 ish. So they're going to have a rally outside of that store today in Flatbush. Once again, you should listen to all women and believe all proof. Because imagine if it was no video of this. Right. Just imagine. White girl mm-hmm. called, a young white woman calling the police on this little black boy saying that she got her butt grabbed. Even that, that boy is going to be traumatized. He is traumatized. He's, He's going to be traumatized. Crying, forever, he was going yeah. to jail. 
And Sears has declared bankruptcy. That company is 132 years old overnight. They decided to declare bankruptcy. They actually owed $134 million in debt. That payment is due today. They can't afford it, so now they're going to look for a buyer for a large number of their remaining stores, and they're going to close at least 142 stores near the end of this year. Sears also owns Kmart. Oh, no, no, Walmart. I haven't been in a Sears in <laughs> a couple decades. I'm thinking the same thing. I have, oh. There's nothing I get in Sears. Like, I used to get my washer and dryer from there, but I don't get Oh, that. no, no. You know what? Sears owns Kmart stores. There it is. Sears oh, and Kmart stores. So they're yeah. going to have some of those open for business. And they're actually going to be online, but they're closing a large number. And the only ones they're keeping open are the ones that are making money. And, you know, a lot of this is Amazon is actually stealing a lot of business from a lot of these stores. So, yes. Last, no time I, last time I was in Sears was literally when I was a kid, probably in Northwoods Mall in Charleston, South Carolina. Well, I grew up right across the street from a Sears in Brooklyn, and I think that one, I don't even know if that one's open. Yeah, it's still, the building is still anymore. there, but I don't know if it's still open. I go PC Richard and Son. I go to Target. I go to Walmart. I, I go I, online. But I don't, mm, all right, well, that's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you had a horrible weekend and you need to vent, hit us up right now. Or maybe you just feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Alicia. Hey, Felicia. Good morning, Mama. Get uh, it off Alicia. your chest. Alicia. Hey. Um, Alicia. I just wanted to give a shout out to the um, Bulldogs um, in Kalamazoo. They're doing a wonderful job. My son plays for Pee Wee, and his team is undefeated, and every team they play is always like 30 something <laughs> to nothing. Well, congratulations to your son. Congratulations team, to those cheating little kids. They ain't cheating. They, they all on performance and handsome drugs. Cheating. They work hard. They work hard every week. Well, yeah, shout out to them. them. Shout too. out to those kids. I work just as hard. Can't That's even right. work no overtime because I'm doing this on every Saturday. One of those kids will go to the NFL and buy you a Honda. Y'all stop it. Eli! Hey, what's up, Brothers Club? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, I just want to say that I'm blessed. I'm calling out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I just had a little girl born last month, and I'm supposed to be getting married in March. So everything's looking out. I want everybody, you know, keep a positive attitude. Congratulations, Congratulations, bro. New kids are a beautiful thing. I got one in the house right now. Hello, who's this? It's Gabby. Hey, Gabby, get it off your chest. I just want to say I had a great weekend. My coworker took me in. She knew I was stressed out after I had my baby. So she let us come to her house, give me the pool and everything. I'm leaving her house, and boom, I catch a flat tire. So I'm sitting on the side of the road right now. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just, God, that's, just, that's just God's way of keeping you humble. That's all. I know, right? <laughs> Did, you, did somebody come and change the tire for you? You called AAA? I don't. I called everybody, and they said it takes 30 minutes to a few hours, and I'm sitting in the back seat with my kids. Oh, oh you still there now? Damn. No, I'm just sitting on the side of the road. I'm surprised I don't hear all the cars. Yeah, she's there now. Where, 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 you, where you calling from? What road you on? I'm in Miami on the turnpike. Oh, damn. And with AAA said they take 30 minutes? No, 30 minutes to a they couple hours. 30, yeah, you don't know how long it's going to take. You have to wait because there's mad traffic. How long you been waiting there? Um, maybe like 30 minutes now. All right, well, they'll be there shortly, man. I'll call 911. Call 911. I know, I know, I know you ain't supposed like to call 911 until this is an emergency. I'm in the back seat. Yep. Like, so, scared right now. <laughs> this is an emergency, boy. You got your kids with you. Call 911. Yeah, I might call 911. I don't too. know if that's going to do anything. And be careful being on the side really? of that highway because the trucks pass by. It's trucks passing by now. Miami, like right here, is 
super, super busy. Like, Listen, call, call 911, man. They'll come fast. They may be a little upset because you called them for a flat tire, but you got three kids in the car. You're on the side of the road. You're having a panic attack. You anything? I'll call 911. Yeah, call 911, mama. You by yourself. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one. All righty. Hello, who's this? This is Ty. What's up? What's up, man? Get it off your chest. So, I'm a single mom, you know, um, and I have a four-year-old. He's been sick all weekend. He has really bad allergies, and I've been calling his dad to help me, you know, take care of him. He's been out living his best life, and while I'm just stuck at home all weekend taking care of a sick baby, I'm not complaining, but step up to the plate and do what you're supposed to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, so- sounds to me like your husband gets paid on the 1st and 15th, and you probably got that, that check on Friday. Uh-uh. No, no, what? no, no. My husband, baby daddy, okay? Oh, baby daddy, I'm sorry. Yeah. So it sounded like he was having him a good old time this weekend, you know what I mean? He ain't got time for them kids. Really? Like, come on, Charlamagne. Don't endorse this. <laughs> I'm Don't just, endorse this. I'm just saying, we got to deal with the reality of the situation. Have you spoke to him at really? all? And all he does is like, oh, I was busy. Because he's in the military. Oh, I was busy. Um, I'll call this time. I'll call that time. The time comes, he never calls. So it just just makes me feel like way my son asks about him and he doesn't call. And I have to deal with that. Dang. Yeah. That's awful, man. Well, I'm sorry, Mama. I don't see how a father could not want to communicate with their own child. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I'm dealing with this week. But I hope y'all weekend was better than mine and y'all week goes better than mine. And I hope I hope that in the future you know who to have unprotected sex with and who not to have unprotected sex with. You're right, because I'm not popping this open for nobody, no time soon. There you go. Thank you, Mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and die. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? What up, Envy? What up, Yee? What up, Charlamagne? It's Marcus, the board off, 937 to beat in Houston. Hey, Marcus, what's happening, brother? We appreciate you out there holding us down in Houston every morning, man. We about to complain about something. (laughs) Nah, I just want to give a shout-out to everybody that's out there (laughs) doing their best, man. Wish everybody a positive week with no L. All right. Well, I mean, you might you might have to you might take need to take an L or two. You know what I'm saying? That's how you learn in life. But you just gotta yeah, get back know, up. Texas won, so we we rally here. We good. When you mean when you say Texas won, do you mean the Dallas Cowboys? No, beat I'm the Jaguars forty to seven. Texas. Oh, Texans. Texans. I thought yeah. you said Texas. Oh, got you, got you, Texans. got you. Nah, but shout out to everybody that's out there doing their best. Okay. Thank all you, right, brother. Thank you. Shout out to you. That's all, that's all you can do. That's one of the four agreements. Always do your best. Tita. Hi. Good morning. What's your name? My name is Keita. I'm calling from oh, Goose Creek, South Carolina. Keita. How you doing? Goose Creek, what's happening? Get it off your chest, Keita. Hey, I was calling about Miss Carson, Caroline. I think that mom probably should have whooped her butt, but I would take her to court for um, public humiliation of my child. Right. And- um, defamation of character. That's ridiculous. She definitely said defamation of character. Defamation. Defamation. She said no. Defamation of character. Exactly. You said defamation. You said which is true. She did on his character though. I was wondering. My goodness. Defamation. Yes. Well, I mean, but that's probably the best feel that woman ever got. She probably got excited. Oh, stupid self. I was mad. But you know, y'all have a great day. Thank you. I mean, I'm telling you, those are the type of accusations that be getting black men killed since the beginning of time, man. Rest in peace, Emmett Till. Hello, who's this? What's going on, NBA? It's Rick from Brooklyn. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, that story bothers me so much, man, because my son is nine years old, and I'll be trying to tell him every day to you know, keep his hands to himself, and, you know what I mean? And, and, like, you know, just stay to yourself and not try to get caught up in anything. 
And, you know, for a kid to get an accusation like that, you know, it's going to be like, you know, changing for him. It's going to be traumatic for him because now he's going to, you know, be paranoid of, of, of women or paranoid of white women in general. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it, I don't understand how she's an adult and she don't find another way how to rectify the situation without calling the cops. Right. I don't understand. What, why is that the first no, resort? I agree with a you. Nine-year-old kid. And even and even and this is what I was thinking too. Even if the nine-year-old boy, let's say the nine-year-old boy did it, he's a nine-year-old boy. A conversation sure, exactly. would work way better than calling the police and creating a scene. Yeah. Absolutely, but he didn't, and she was absolutely positively wrong. Well, you got to think about the climate we're in too, though. Hey, hey Angela. Yes. By the way, that Sears that you on Beverly Road that you grew up against, uh, mm-hmm. Road, mm-hmm. oh my God, I used to rob that blind, baby. I'm telling you, that was my first little retail job. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> my cousin used to go ham in there. Everybody used to party inside that Sears. I wish I would have known you back then because that's where I used to get all my clothes for school oh, and everything. God. I, I used to go ham in there, but you know what I mean? I'm sorry, Sears closed now. It was my first little retail job. Everybody have a good day, all right? You're the reason they're closing down. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Yeah, this is Kevin. I'm calling from Orlando. What's up, Kevin? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, man. I just wanted to, you know, thank God for the day. You know, I'm blessed, highly favored. You know, I thank God for a job. Kevin, you're blessed, black, and highly favored, sir. Yes, I am, sir. <laughs> yeah, Um. so, you know, I just wanted to call in. I listen to y'all every morning on the way to work, so... Okay. Uh, you. Thank you. you. We are love you, too. You we are love appreciated, you too. sir. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about some issues y'all created yet again on The Breakfast Club. We'll tell you who is responding to this interview that we did with the ladies from The Real. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's Happy get to New rumors. Year's. The year's over. Just want to throw that out there. It's not over yes, yet. It is. Well, let's talk Lonnie Love versus the Braxtons. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. And first, shout out to Rocky Bash. Shout out to Rocky B from Detroit. Her uh, mixtape, September 1st, is out right now. Shout out, Rocky. A little All late right. on that, right? What? No, that's the name of it. I uh, know, that's what I'm saying. A little late on that. Right? You should have dropped that on September 1st if you want to be on brand. I'm just saying. Would have been nice. All right, now let's talk about Tawanda Braxton versus Lonnie Love. It all started when Lonnie Love was on the Ladies from the Real were on the Breakfast Club, and they were talking about what happened with Tamar. Why is Tamar gone from the Real? How did she get fired? Did they know about it? Here's what Lonnie Love had to say. I got a call on Saturday. They said that Tamar was being let go. Mm-hmm. I asked the question. We all got on a text, and we were like, what, what is going on? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. We, was like, what? Oh, we were yeah. calling her. Right. Calling, yeah. We yes. called her. Calling, She's not picking yeah. up the phone. Nothing, right? Right. Then I get on a plane to go to Atlanta. Who's in front of me first class? Her sister, Tawanda. Her sister, Tawanda, said, Lonnie, I am so sorry this is happening to you. Mm-hmm. We know you didn't have nothing to do with it. She said, but I'm going to tell you something. They just did an emergency filming of the Braxton Family Values. And mm. she said, you just need to see the episode. I was like, what? All right. Well, what could have happened after that? Well, according to Lonnie Love... I guess Tamar was trying to get a new manager, and she had gave her a manager's number. The manager used to manage Steve Harvey. Is yeah, that Rashawn McDonald. Rashawn McDonald. Okay, so name, right? here's what happened. I had a person that worked at WeTV contacted me and said, "Look, we saw the rough cut 
you are being named, the girls are being named, and Vince is doing the naming. Wow. So I called my attorney defamation. because we had nothing to do with this yep. defamation 100%. of character. They turned around and they did an extra cut. There was a blogger that actually saw the rough cut and it says Vince names us saying that we jealous. He names me specifically. And you know why I say he does that? Because I gave her the number That's of Rashawn McDonald. Right. All right. Well, Tawanda has responded on her own social media. She said, what I'm not willing to do is allow anyone to create dissension. I absolutely was on that flight with Lonnie Love. And how many years ago was this conversation? I'm amused at how the statements were paraphrased. It was never a heads up. And as soon as I saw Lonnie on the flight, I immediately contacted Tamar to let her know. The interview circulating that I'm included in is BS. Why feel compelled to keep mentioning Tamar when it pertains to that talk show? I guess they are her biggest fans. Y'all should ask Tamar to come back since she's a hot topic keep it real or change the name of the show the real real love you tamar just like the real i got time today tamar braxton so what's the point i'm just telling you their response to the interview here i guess tawanda saying the way that lonnie love told the story is not true and she doesn't want to be in the middle of seeming like she gave a heads up Tawanda's just trying to keep things smooth because thanksgiving right around the corner you know what i'm saying don't have no awkward thanksgiving dinners Okay. Well, I guess Tamar would know if, if Tawanda calls her right away to tell her that she was on that flight. So Now she know. Yeah, it's yeah. two sides of every story, man. Right. And then it's the truth. All right. And also, Yella Beezy. Let's talk about Yella Beezy. Uh, he had a big song that was all over the radio. This song right here. Yeah, you can snooze if you wanna, but not on me, baby. And no, I ain't taking no loss. Yeah, I got me, baby. No, I don't know nothing about those. No, I don't sleep, baby. You know, you ain't guessing me. Well, he's now recovering after being wounded in a drive-by shooting that happened in Louisville, Texas. That happened Sunday morning. So they said the shooting occurred around 3.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. He was reportedly driving on the tollway. Another vehicle pulled alongside his and started letting off shots. Over a dozen rounds were fired, according to the police. And they said he was hit three times, but he is recovering. Sounds like hate to me. Yeah. I think he's from Dallas, I believe. Dallas, Texas. Right. The the shooting happened in Louisville. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are keeping our eye on what's happening there. I've seen pictures of him. They said he is alive and breathing. They don't have a motive right now for that shooting, and no arrests have been made yet. That song was number one uh, on the hip-hop and R&B charts for like a week, right? Yeah. A week before uh, And then it got dethroned by Lil Duval, smile, bitch. Drop on the clues bonds for Lil Duval. Lil Duval's still number one. Just want to throw that out there. I hope he recovers. Yeah, uh, we hope so, too. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor you mean, report. You mean he hope he recovers from his bullet wounds? Yes. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. you we like were, ta- we were talking about Yellow Beezy. dethroned. No, no, I wasn't talking about Duvall. No. Okay. No, you started talking about I, I don't keep Duval number one for at least another two weeks. What did, the Illumin- what did they say in the Illuminati meeting? What did they say, four weeks? All right. I don't, I don't think he's number one anymore. I think Big Bang took over. All right. Also, don't forget so. that tomorrow at 8 on, on BET, D-Ray Davis is hosting the BET Hip Hop Awards. That's going to feature Lil Wayne, Cardi B, ASAP Rocky, DJ Khaled, Bun B, T.I., YG, Wale. All of them are going to be hitting that stage and from Miami. Also after that <laughs> is a new Sky. series on BET, Hustle in Brooklyn. So make sure... Featuring my homie, Ivy Rivera. You watch that as well. That's my partner right there. Dropping the clues bombs for Ivy Rivera. Damn it. Right. Can't wait to watch her on Hustling BK. She better not be on there playing herself. All right. I have All the right. first episode for you if you want to Was see. Was she it. playing herself? No, I wouldn't say nobody played themselves. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about Corner Store Caroline. We'll give you some information on what happened in Brooklyn and Flappish with this woman called the cops on a nine year old. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. I was Club. listening to LMA's album all weekend. Me too. I love the song with John Legend. 
That's one of my favorite songs on the album. I think every song sounds like she was trying to do a radio record. Like, every song sounds like a single. Or like, she did the like, Drake joint over. Like, that sounds like a, a radio yeah, there's single. No, there's no cohesiveness to it. Like, it don't sound like an album. It sounds like a, 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 a project full of singles, if that makes sense. We'll, we'll talk to her about it, I'm sure. And then also, you got to remember that uh, Mustard is her. She signed to Mustard, so Mustard knows radio. Mm. You know, so we'll talk to her. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. NFL. If you've been watching NFL, I haven't. The Falcons beat the Buccaneers 34-29. Chargers beat the Browns 38-14. The Jets beat the Colts 42-34. Seahawks beat the Raiders 27-3. Redskins beat the Panthers 23-17. The Texans beat the Bills 2013. Vikings beat the Cardinals 27-17. The Steelers beat the Bengals 28-21. The Dolphins beat the Bears 31-28. The Rams still undefeated 23-20. Ravens beat the Titans 21-0. Cowboys. Slow that. Slow this one down, please. Cowboys beat the Jaguars 40-7. And the Patriots last night beat the Chiefs 43-40. Now, I'm not watching football because I'm with Cap, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I, the Dallas Cowboys did beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 40-7. Is that what I said? And um, for whatever reason, I kept texting Lil Duvall yesterday because he's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. He wouldn't reply to me for some reason. I wouldn't reply to you either. And then he just sends me some random text talking about you shouldn't be supporting them racist-ass Cowboys anyway. I don't even know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Right, and tonight, Monday Night Football, the Packers take on the 49ers. Now, what are we talking about, Yeezy? Uh, let's talk about corner store Caroline. Now, she says she's getting threats after falsely accusing a nine-year-old of sexually assaulting her. This incident all happened in Brooklyn on Wednesday. Teresa Klein is the woman's real name. She called the police because she said she thought the nine-year-old grabbed her behind. But camera footage shows differently. Here is her calling the cops. No, I want the cops here right now. No, I'll talk to I'm That's exactly the same energy that got Emmett Till killed, by the way. She said she's a cop, then later on she denied saying that she was a cop, even though there's video footage of her saying that she is a cop. All right, now she at first was sticking to her story that the little nine-year-old grabbed her. I was standing at the counter. I was sexually assaulted. I understand how it looks, but she escalated. And then I lost my temper at her, not at that child. All right. Now, since then, video footage has shown that the young man was walking out of the store and his book bag actually brushed up against her. He didn't touch her. He wasn't looking in her direction. He was trying to leave the store. And she has since had to apologize because people are demanding that she do even more than that. I was wrong. The child accidentally burst. <laughs> Young man, I don't know your name, but I'm sorry. You know, this is this, like, this, this is why I believe all women is flawed logic. You should listen to all women and believe all proof. Because imagine if it was no video of this. I'm thankful that they have evidence to clear this young man's name. But imagine if there was no video. But like be, I said earlier, it'd be his word against her word, and who do you think would come out on top? But still, he, she needs to apologize directly to him and, and know the young man's name. And not only that. Let's say the bag, let's say he did touch her. He's nine years old. Instead of making a scene and calling the cops, wouldn't that be a conversation for a nine-year-old? 
Wouldn't that be a conversation? He's nine years old. He knows no better. He's nine years old. You're going to call the police? On a nine-year-old yeah, that, that and try to press sense. charges? No, like, that doesn't make sense you? anyway. But he didn't. Thank I mean, God. You, yeah, yeah, but you do, yeah, you should teach a nine-year-old not to just go around grabbing random girls' butts. Right, but you shouldn't. You wouldn't call the police, would you? No. I wouldn't, but a white woman would. No. And I'm, I'm, you shouldn't. All right, so we'll keep you guys updated on that story now. nine-year-old boy walked to me and grabbed my butt. I might call the police on him. I ain't going to lie to you. Shut up, no, man. Envy. Shut up. Nine-year-old boy walk up to you and grab your butt. What you gonna do? He has a problem. We need to talk to his mom and his pops. <laughs> All yeah. right, now. Think you cute. You might walk up to you and grab your butt. You got your little pants sagging. You know what I'm saying? At 40 plus years old in the store. Nine-year-old boy walk up to you and grab your butt. What you gonna do, Envy? Serious question. No, no, don't. Don't front what, for the radio. You what have you aggressive do? conversation. I'm not calling a... <laughs> aggressive conversation with a nine-year-old. Yes, I'm not gonna call the police on a nine-year-old. <laughs> what would you say to him? I'd be like, young man, let me talk to you for a second. It's not, it's he, not, was, he, he winked at you and said, that's what I was hoping you would say. They say it's not the right place <laughs> to right, be touching guys. anybody's butt. It's not right. I don't know who raised you. you but it's not the right place. Well, it's, you, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so crazy. This guy said it's not the right place. You shouldn't be touching anybody's butt. Okay. Man or woman. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I guess that's it. That's your front page news. I was going to tell you guys our prayers are with Florida. They're still looking for 1,500 people still missing after Hurricane Michael. They're saying at least 18 people have died in Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, and Georgia. Victims are still trying to get food and water. So just make sure you guys keep your prayers up uh, for everybody who is missing. They have found 520 people, but there's still more than 1,500 people missing. All right. Prayers up for everybody in Florida. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, yes. Dr. Oz will be joining us. He's going to teach us how to not let people die on our watch. Correct. And we'll talk to him when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake the fuck up. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, we got... Uh, our favorite doctor in the building. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is here. Yes. Why are you standing up, sir? What's happening? I'm getting ready. So, you know, it's my 10th season, as you know. Okay. So I thought the best way to, to launch this is to talk about something that's truly life-saving. Should I stand up, too? Yeah, yeah I'm standing attention yeah, we all here. Stand up. All, right. all right. So we're talking about all the things that have changed in 10 years. And maybe the most important thing that you've never heard of is how we do CPR. Now, I don't know how many of you have experienced this, but a lot of folks probably at home may have. You're walking down the street, someone collapses. And you know you're supposed to go over there and help them. Right. Right. In New York City, the chance of surviving if you collapse... Less than 10%. Yeah, because people are minding their business in New York. No empathy here. No, well, it's not just empathy. You see the guy collapse, saliva coming out of their mouth, maybe oh. vomit. You're not so sure you want to get involved. Ah, uh, yeah. Because you don't know how to breathe right. you got all these excuses going on. So all the medical groups got together and said, forget about breathing. It doesn't make that much of a difference anyway. So from now on, when someone collapses, forget about breathing. All you're going to do is point to someone, say, you go get 911. Point to someone specifically, then put your hands in between their nipples. In between the nipples. Yep. You get your hand in between the nipples and their sternal bone, uh-huh. right? Get over the body and then push down. And you got to push down about two inches. It's a, it's a pretty forceful push. Angela, put your hand on top. Oh, my goodness. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, this like this. He's dead, dead already. He's dead. It's too late. Uh, killed him. He's dead. <laughs> she's, a, she's a man killer. All right. So, and then you, you want, now what happens if you, if you push too hard and break the ribs? They're dead. No, they're going to be dead if you don't break their ribs. Really? Oh, you have really? to break the ribs. No, you don't have to break the ribs. If you do, who cares? If they're alive to complain about it, everyone's going to be celebrating. Yes, okay. True. Right? So you go down like that, two inches, and then... How have, um, are you supposed to be counting like one 1,000, two 1,000? Yeah, if, if you go at that space, they're going to be dead. You got to go <laughs> You got to go 100 times a minute. 100 times so a minute? So it's basically like staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. Oh, please, Charlamagne, keep it clean. Now, now... What kind of CPR? What kind of song is that? You have <laughs> you been frisky there the last couple of days. He's been punch drunk. All right. All right, now here's the question. How, uh, when do you stop? 
When the police come, or the yeah, comes. when someone comes to relieve you, you don't stop before that. So you don't got to breathe in them. No more breathing. Here's the thing: you can hold your breath. Records in 17 minutes. Actually, David Blaine said it on the Oprah show when I was there one day. One day. Yeah. 17 minutes. So you don't have to breathe. And the most important thing, it turns out, is just get the blood moving around. And when you don't compress in the chest continually, the heart starts to swell and dies. So it is fast, like this. Yes, that fast. And you keep going, and nothing stops. Now, here's the part that's going to stun everybody. This is why this is really matters to you. Most people drop dead in front of people they love. That's who you spend your time with. Right. Mm -hmm. 70 to 80% of people drop dead at home. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired. Yes, sure, sure. He might be dead because my, my cardio ain't up. Your cardio? <laughs> that's why you get over the body when you do it. But, but, you, but uh, the person whose life you save, because that's who you spend time with, will be someone who's dear to you. So you're not just saving some stranger. And there's right. this thing called the Heart Hero app. Heart Hero. Simple app. If we get more than a million first responders signed up already, police officers, off-duty, EMTs, et cetera, here's the future. You're in apartment 5C, mm -hmm. you collapse. Someone up in 6G gets a notice that you went down, runs down, saves your life. That's what's going to be happening with the, you know, with watches and all the things we have oh. now. So I, if knowing CPR makes a difference. So if you want to learn more about it, obviously DrOz.com has got tutorials, but I just taught you. You don't but have to see people. I just taught you. What causes you to collapse, though? Like, does, it doesn't it depend on what your... Actually, what actually made you collapse? Well, a, a big reason people collapse is heart failure. What so, if I'm dehydrated and I just pass out? Do I need CPR then? No, because if you're dehydrated, when I come over and shake you, when you fall down, part of the reason that's adaptive and helpful to fall down is your blood pressure gets better because your legs are now at the same level as your heart. Mm -hmm. So more blood goes to your heart. It's not pushing against gravity. So you'll actually be able to usually resuscitate. But the first thing you do is you shake the person. You're okay. If you're dehydrated, you say, ah, I feel terrible. I feel dizzy. And I don't do CPR. And when the guy's not responsive, you get on their chest and start pushing them. And what if they got food lodged? That's the That's Heimlich maneuver. Heimlich. So we can talk about that, but the key thing, but it's a different problem. Okay. Much less common. And the key thing with the Heimlich you is you want to... Them. You get behind them. <laughs> yeah, you like that yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's exactly how you do it. <laughs> oh, Char Char Charlemagne's spooning. <laughs> he's spooting. He's spooting the dummy. <laughs> Why is the dummy's mouth moving like that? Oh, oh, my God. God. Right? You don't, you, don't, you don't hug the dummy. <laughs> okay. You squeeze the stuff out. So what is the Heimlich is like this, right? Heimlich, the the like Heimlich's like this. You put your hand beneath the... Uh, the rib cage, right where that little soft spot is beneath right the here. rib cage. Yeah. Put your thumb, your back of your thumb in there. Put the other hand in front of it, and then as the, as you and you, and you have to push it as hard. With your thumb? You, 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 well, it, it, something's pointed. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And then you boom like that, boom hard. You, 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 you pull the person into you as hard as you can. And it's, uh, <laughs> this is very what is wrong weird. with I'm you, not, man? I'm not gonna Yo, lie. I'm trying to save lives here. <laughs> he is a creep. Why are you kissing him on the neck? Yo, you're a creep, man. Oh, He's kissing. Yes, creep, he kissed the dummy man. on the neck. Oh my god, you're a man. creep, man. Okay. <laughs> now, why'd you pour us these little shots of uh, green juice, Doc? So, part of what we talk about. Uh, it's the things you can do every day. Okay. And especially if it's hip and getting get trending, mm -hmm. I like it a lot. This is matcha tea. Mm -hmm. Matcha so, tea. And the thing about matcha is it's been shown to slow cancer cell growth, which I love. Because really? now you've got a trending, cool, hip idea that actually is so good for you that doctors are examining it for using cancer patients. So it's not uh, a tea? I, I, I thought it was green juice. It's, it's, see, it's not, it's not green juice because it's actually the leaves mulched up. It's the mm. leaves chopped up and used. It's not It's not like green tea where you only you, uh, boil the water with the tea. <sighs> Oh, he liked it. I put a little tequila in yours. Thank you. <laughs> Just to relax you. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Doc. One last question about CPR. <laughs> yeah, it sounded a little crazy. <laughs> yes, it did. All right. People get in trouble for that. <laughs> so we, 
Presidia, you no longer have to breathe into the mouth anymore. No, you said no, no more breathing. No more. It's okay, called, I just want to clarify. It's called, it's called hands-only CPR. Mm-hmm. We don't want you breathing. It okay. actually hurts the survival rate if you really? try to breathe. Yeah, because people will still do that. You don't need to. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. People wasted so much time trying to breathe in each other's mouths, and it wasn't happening anyway. Everyone just sort of, the medical community figured out, you're better off making something that's easy that everyone will do than something that's hard that no one does. Right. Got you. And that's probably the biggest message that I learned from Oprah all these years is make it easy for people to do stuff, they'll do it. You know, Charlemagne for the last week has been very, very happy. His, his butt has been wide open. Ooh. This guy's terrible. I like this. It's three colonics. <laughs> I, 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 I have three colonics. Keep, keep going. I got a, I got my I got my first colonic, and then you got, they said you got to get three of them. Does so colonic come three threes? Because no. Why would they do three colonics? I don't know. They conned you. Come on. They de- or they, they had a good time. You. Was this done in some kind of a clinical setting, or was it someone's bedroom? What was where's the setting of this? <laughs> it was a bedroom. It was a little pipe. It was a clinical setting. She, did, 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 did. she had the setup. Oh, she. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, Charlie. I, 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 <laughs> you I, told me colonics aren't healthy. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't bother with colonics personally. And you I, did three. Yeah, I would. Three in seven days. Yeah, that's a, that's a, well, that's something special going on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Any pictures? Any evidence? Come on. Please. So there's no health benefits to colonics at all? No, it's not that. When you go to the bathroom, you ever notice the shape of your poop when you go to the bathroom? Your intestine. Oh, please. Show me. It's S-shaped. Yes, everyone looks. It's supposed to be S-shaped. The reason it's that shape, it's a cast of your sigmoid rectum. Mm -hmm. That's a cast of what the last part of your intestines look like. Mm -hmm. So everything comes out when you go to the bathroom. What's ever up top is sort of watery and jelly stuff. So it's not going to get washed out that easily by colonic. And the colonic only washes a little bit of the colon. Your colon goes all the way around your body. So you can't get 26 feet of intestine cleaned out with a clonic. So I, I just, I, like, I don't, I, like, unless you like the way it feels, he did it for I enjoyment. wouldn't do it. Yeah. I do like the way I feel after I poop afterwards. When you, because she, I, I love the squatty open. potty. Yep. You go sit on the squatty potty yep. and it just drops out. It, it does feel good. I'll get you that. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I, I think if you enjoy the feeling, you can do it. <laughs> Wait, like, stop, this, stop. Is, <laughs> this is not really what I'm trying to if say. They, they, like I'm you saying. said, if you enjoy the feeling, it's a no, no judgment zone. <laughs> All right, we got more with Dr. Oz when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Dr. Oz is in the building. Yee. So, Dr. Oz, can you talk about something that happened? Kevin Hart talked about running the marathon and witnessing a couple of women move their underwear to the side because they had runner's diarrhea. So, what exactly is runner's diarrhea and why does that happen? So, first of all, Kevin Hart, uh, who I'm a huge fan of, I, 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 I used to play in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. And that guy is just a stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he probably didn't have to pull his underwear anywhere. Um, but if you look at folks who are, <laughs> I mean, he just can go. But if you if you look at folks who are exerting themselves completely, yeah, it does cause problems to the autopilot system of the body. And by the time you get to the end of the marathon, uh, you know, 20 miles, and you're sort of hit the wall, uh, there are people who just discharge. It just comes out. They they lose control over some of their bodily functions. It's not the desired state. Most people shouldn't have to do that. But well, it does this, happen. Yeah, and there's an ecstasy that happens when you're when there's a runner's high. It's from your natural endorphins that get released. That's why exercise makes you feel so good. In fact, of all the advice I ever give anybody, the hardest to take but the most valuable is exercise. Mm-hmm. It helps yeah, you yeah. sleep better, which is the number one unheralded mm-hmm. health problem in America. It deals with depression. Uh, speaking of depression, by the way, I had a I you know iHeart's a partner of ours in our podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, uh, we 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 dropped one last week with Jordan Peterson, and this guy is a psychologist from 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 Toronto. Very you know he's a little controversial, but he just he started talking about depression uh, a little bit, and he said the part of the problem is if if your life sucks, it really is terrible, and you're not feeling good about it, that's not a mental problem. <laughs> That's a problem that should get you to want to change your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Medicating that doesn't work so well. Right. You should medicate people who should be happy who aren't happy, not people who should be unhappy are unhappy. And that's an interesting 
change in how we think about a lot of these problems. Yeah, but a lot of stuff that we think makes us happy doesn't make us happy. Like, money's not going to make you necessarily happy. Not at all. Fame, success, like, that's not necessarily, you know, antidote for happiness. So so for those people, giving giving them medications is doesn't deal with the bigger problem, which is complexity management. Mm-hmm. What's challenging, this is, when, I don't know, you guys probably do this as well, but when I survey my audience, number one complaint they have right now is a feeling of loneliness and isolation. Mm-hmm. They just don't feel like they're a raindrop falling into the ocean of humanity. So to get people to feel that, uh, it, you, you need to actually change what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And here's, I'll give you an example. So we're, we're talking about the fact that people's perception of reality is genetic, 50% genetic. Literally, we'll see the same thing and we'll have a different reaction depending on our genes. And so if you're getting mad at someone because of their perception of reality, you're it's like getting mad at them about stuff they can't change, like their skin color or their their gender. And so it gets people, sorry? I said true indeed, yeah. I believe it. So it gets you to thinking differently about, about where we need to be. And why would we be genetically so different? Because you want different ideas. It's good for us to have people, I'll give you a concrete example, disgust. The feeling of disgust, like not liking certain smells, odors. Some people have a lot of it. Some people have very little of it. Again, this is great research done by a guy named Jonathan Haidt. You know, it's been work, you know, worked out. So if you have a lot of disgust, you tend to build walls to protect yourself. You don't want to get infectious ideas coming in. Well, bacteria can infect you and so can viruses, but ideas can as well. So people don't want to get those ideas in. And other people say, no, I don't care about walls. I'm not worried about that. I don't get disgusted by anything. Let anything come in here. They want to get new ideas in them. Well, you want both, right? You want some people to keep the community safe and other people to focus on making the community grow and get bigger and better. So you don't want to get mad and hate other people. And that's why issues like diversity are concerning because it's more about variety. Yeah. Right? You want all kinds of varieties of ideas to be exposed and not hate people for having them. Discuss it, talk about it, fight about it, but don't hate people for the values they have because a lot of that is genetic. Yeah, and I, I feel that way too. And I've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, like when, especially in this era we live in where everybody's so on one side when it comes to politics or yep. just point of views. It's like, do I really care that much that somebody doesn't believe the same thing I believe? I Actually, I want them to tell me they don't believe <clears throat> it so I can either see what they, what point they got to make mm-hmm. or I can convince them of my point. Yeah. But not talking about it, that means I'm only talking to people who agree with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to people who, who could probably educate me. And I'm just, I'm emphasizing that it's genetic because I want you to maybe a bit more understanding that people are so radically different from you. How can you have an idea like that when it's obviously this, well, it's not that obvious to them right. or to you maybe. I agree. And the other part of that equation is human society evolved because we could talk about this stuff. Yes. Listen, what's our goal? Our goal in life is to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday. Yes. And who are you competing with? Not the person across the room from you. You're competing with you Yourself. in the future. Absolutely. So if you forget those fundamental realities and don't improve yourself by getting other people's ideas into your mind, then we all pay the price. And I think a lot of us have fallen prey to that groupthink. The most valuable people in my life are people who challenge what I think. Because yes. they forced me to go a little further than I otherwise would. I absolutely agree. And I think about old talk shows. Think about back in the day we used to watch like Donahue and oh. even Oprah. Yep. They would have people on there that was totally against whatever they believed. But nowadays, talk shows don't do that. They, they'd be like, nope, because we don't want to offend this audience. Or, well, we had, uh, That's the world now, though. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, as you know, I had Roseanne Barr on. Yes, the, 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 I was there for that episode. Yeah, you were there for that episode. Thanks for having me. No, you, you were great. I wanted you there because I wanted her perspective heard and I wanted your perspective heard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we get anywhere in America when we don't hear either one heard, which is, that was actually the pushback. Was, you know, don't do that. Sure, you can't have her on. She's X. Well, I mean, maybe, probably, possibly, but let's just hear what X is, and then I'm going to get someone who I trust to come up from the other side Mm -hmm. and push back on it, because I don't have a monopoly on good judgment either. 
But if we're not going to do that, Ooh, what's I the like point that. of having a show? I got to write right. that down. I don't have a monopoly on good judgment. Absolutely. Now, can we go to these Flaming Hot Cheetos for a second? Yeah. Oh, my God. There was a rapper, Lil Xan, <laughs> and he said that he had to be hospitalized for eating the Flaming Hot Cheetos. It, like, tore his stomach. I, I talked about him. I, I think what he had probably was gastritis, a little irritation of his stomach. I don't know him. I'm not taking care of him, mm-hmm. but based on what I could p- pull together from the people I, we talked to, so you can get too many of these chips in your stomach, and they can irritate the lining of your stomach like spicy stuff can. You mm-hmm. know, when you really spicy stuff, it can burn you all the way down. And when you go to the bathroom the next it day, it can burn your, your bottom. Yeah. Right. So that that is true, but it's not dangerous. Gotcha. I mean, there was a person who went to have their gallbladder taken out because they had too many of these these chips. They said it's probably more from the fats they were eating and the like. You bought me these oysters with red chili pepper. What's this about? So it's vitamin D controversy time. So a big show later this week Shout on this. Love vitamin D. Yeah. Well, so a lot of folks are saying we're overtreating it. It's not really a problem. <laughs> you need to get your bloods checked. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of money spent on checking blood levels. And mm-hmm. most people are lower than we think is normal. But maybe that's still an okay number. My personal view. We're talking about it. Um, on the show, because I want to have different opinions expressed, is you're better off taking vitamin D. You don't necessarily have to check your levels all the time. Just take the darn vitamin D, a thousand units a day. If you're darker skinned, in the winter months, you will not get enough vitamin D from the sun, which is the mm-hmm. main source. So you have to get it. Now, yes, there's some fortified milk that has it, but there are foods you can get. So the the wonderful dish that Charlemagne is enjoying are oysters canned right oysters. Now. Canned oysters. oysters. Mm-hmm. They're inexpensive, high in vitamin D. I happen to love the taste. Not everyone does, but if you do, get it there. Mushrooms have vitamin D. You get it from there as Love well. Mushrooms. But but the best source probably is a pill because you don't get enough vitamin D from those foods. Gotcha. And oysters is an aphrodisiac, too. And yes, it does. And it makes you. And right there. And some that dummy is right there. Right there. And, right there. and, and you, get, you go longer, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Turn the camera off. Oh, no. No, no, no. You need CPR? That's right. He's CPR. <laughs> he jumps in the, jumps in the you chair. You know I'm over here eating this aphrodisiac, so you couldn't wait to come over here and do CPR. Is it an aphrodisiac or does it make you last longer? Do you remember? I just heard it's an aphrodisiac. I don't know. Are there some natural foods that make you last longer? I don't know. I I just thought you were getting that. I got to learn. I I, see. I learn in this show every time. I come here to learn. (laughs) He's he's getting. Stop getting so close to me. So there are no there are no natural remedies for premature ejaculation. Uh, that's actually a really common problem, you know, premature ejaculation. Mm -hmm. It affects a lot of people. No. Basically, a guy getting. Yeah, but it's uh, it takes that. That's that's actually you have to train yourself for that. There's no natural medicine that gets to you there. That's actually a, a problem. There is no, to my knowledge, real good solution for it besides training yourself. Do you have any techniques you could show us on the dummy real quick? No, I can't do it right now. That, but dummy's <laughs> only you want to show us on the, dummy? the dummy's only a torso. Thank God, goodness. My goodness. Well, how, Doc, do you, how do you deal with him? Seriously, we don't. It's tune out time. We, we ignore him. <laughs> well, Doc, we, we thank you for joining us. and appreciate you for coming here every time. God thank bless you. you Thanks for having me. Thank you for CPI. I never knew Absolutely. how to do Absolutely. I, mean, I never learned you. I have five kids. This is great. Yeah. Now, now we can all say it. It is actually the main reason I do the show. It sounds like the easiest, simplest task, but when you change someone's life, you Reminds, reminds you of why you're alive. God bless y'all. All right. right. It's Dr. Oz. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Kalani. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, people were surprised when Kalani announced that she is pregnant. She made that announcement over the weekend and she shared some photos. And she is four months into her pregnancy and she's also having a baby girl. She posted, dearest little girl, I'm so proud to be your mommy. I'm so proud to have received you. I cannot wait to meet you. I know you will be 50,000 times more special than I can even imagine at this moment. 
Uh, she posted all of that on his Instagram now. Everybody was speculating, like, what happened? Because she did have a girlfriend recently. Nobody knew about who this person is that she was dating. Well, she did call into Queen Radio, and here's what she had to say about her baby daddy. I started dating women before I ever dated men, and then I was really lucky to find a partner who was a bisexual male, and he really understands my queerness and my fluidity, and I really understand his, and we just really appreciate each other as human beings, and it's been really awesome to be understood. Left a lesbian and came back pregnant. Drop on the clues bonds for Kalani, damn it. I wonder how that works in a, uh, what do they call this? G- sexual fluidity? What you mm-hmm. mean? I wonder how that works in a, a sexually fluid relationship when both parties are sexually fluid. Like, if you're together and you decide to commit to each other, like, just say with marriage, are y'all just with each other or do y'all have an open relationship? If what you're monogamous, that? you're just with each other. Could you date a, a, a man that was bisexual, yeah? Uh, I don't know about that. It's never happened to me. So, you know, you love who you love. But if you're monogamous and you're just with each other, wouldn't that defeat the whole purpose of being sexually fluid? No, I think everybody has to make a sacrifice when they get married and become monogamous and give up everything else. Mm. So regardless, you're with that one person, and that's it. Mm. All right? So, yeah, no more playing around. Can't be a player anymore. But I don't know what their situation is. I can't say that they're in a relationship. I don't know what they're doing. They're not- I'd love to hear from some sexually fluid people. Hit me up on the timeline. Okay. See the God, C-T-H-A-G-O-D. I want to know how y'all move in y'all relationships. Are y'all committed to that one person or do y'all have open relationships? So you want bisexual men to hit you? I don't care. Bisexual men, bisexual women. Sexually fluid people. Okay. All right, now Drake was on the shop over the weekend and sat down with LeBron. Uh, They talked about a lot of things and one thing he did discuss, and he was very open about this, uh, he talked about what happened with Kanye and Pusha T. Now, first Drake talked about going to Wyoming to sit down with Kanye and how all that happened. So I played in my music, and then from there it was all good, you know? Uh, he played me uh, like this. He played you a beat, right? He played me Lift Yourself, and he was like, yo, you can have this if you want. And I was hype, I started writing to it, and then he was like, yo, you gotta come to Wyoming. So Wyoming happened, and 40 went to Wyoming early, and he was like, man, something's off. He's like, this guy's wow. working on an album, man. And I'm like, it's all good, let's just go and let's see what it's about. So I went, and pretty much spending majority of my time working on his music. Man, shout out to Maverick and LeBron. You can tell they're really, really cool with Drake to get Drake to talk about all these things so openly. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what else he had to say about being in Wyoming with Kanye. I'm in Wyoming. I play on March 14th. I send him a picture of my son. I tell him I'm having trouble with my son's mother. So I wake up and all these dates are out one by one by one all around June 15th. Then the next two days, whatever, I wake up now to this text from him, passive, like, sends me something I did. Yo, I love you, brother. Lift Yourself comes out with him just talking nonsense. This guy's trolling. Yeah, Yeah, he's trolling. Oh, this was like a manipulative, like, I want to break you. Now, Drake also talks about how when he went out there, he ended up working just on Kanye's album and not getting anything for himself. Um, Here's what he had to say more about the whole situation with uh, the kid and Kanye knowing that information. The first album drops, and of course, there's a diss song towards me oh, that gosh. you produced that's talking about writing. There are f-ing rules in this. Shit. I knew something was gonna come up about my kid. They had to add like the deadbeat thing to make it more appealing, which is fine. Uh, the mom and dad thing, whatever. You don't even know my family. Yeah. It's like some. But I'm gonna tell you, wishing death on my friend that has MS, that really sent me to a place where, you know, I just believed then and believe now that there's just a price that you have to pay for that. Someone's going to punch you in the face. (laughs) 
Woo, okay. Well, Drake also talked about having had that Pusha T response ready to go, but why he decided it wasn't a good idea to put it out. This is not something I ever want to be remembered for. This is not even a place that I necessarily want to go. By the way, hell of a chess move. The song, I thought it was trash, but the chess move, back against the wall, I either go all the way filthy or I fall back and I have this sort of chink in my armor for the rest of, of, of time to a rap purist, which is fine, I can live with that. You know, I would much rather live with that than the things that I was about to, the research I did and things that I was going to say and the places that I was going to go, not only for him, but the other guy too. Don't let anything distract you from the fact that Pusha T defeated the almighty Drake in a rap battle earlier this year, okay? I don't want to hear about any hypothetical atomic beige bombs from Drake. Drake, just take the L gracefully and stop trying to save face. Just say he pulled a hell of a chess move on you and leave it at that. And you know why it's BS? Because Drake said he wasn't willing to take it there and rap, but you still want Pusha T to get punched in the face? Either you want to give Pusha energy or you don't, because if you want him to get punched in the face, that's still giving him a lot of energy, I don't think, y'all think? I think that energy was going to go mostly to Kanye West, and he didn't want to put that out there. But, you know, he could feel the way. He could feel like he still wants to push, punch Pusha T in the face. Now, Pusha T... But it defeats the purpose of him saying, I don't want to take it there and rap. You don't want to take it there in a song, but you're willing to get him punched in the face in the street. Because I think that song on, was going to go more towards Kanye and less towards What's Pusha worse, T. a punch in the face or a song? Now, Pusha T was laughing. At this whole interview and people's comments on social media, he retweeted, Drake was on the shop unloading his emotions about his beef with Pusha T to a guy he called his brother and had a text combo with during the beef. Whole time during the beef, that same guy was working out to Daytona. Also, also, you know, Jay Prince... Uh, Drake said Jay Prince told him not to respond. Now he's, Mm -hmm. he's saying LeBron, he asked LeBron if he would be disappointed if he didn't respond. I want to know what Drake wanted to do. I don't want not not Jay Prince, not LeBron. What did Drake want to do? Is Drake not his own man? All this deflection and excuses, you know, you wanted to fight, but yeah. you didn't realize Pusha T hit that hard. That's all nah, it boils down not to. Not necessarily. I'm sure he did the record, and his team might have told him to chill. Just like I'm sure you do sometimes, some things sometimes, and your team be like, yo, yo, you know what? Maybe it's not the right time, or maybe you shouldn't do this. <laughs> me? I always go a little too far. See? <laughs> and then they got to reel me back in. See? All exactly. Right. All I'm saying is, man, it's just a rap battle at the end of the day. Pusha T got the best of you. All these excuses and deflection and all that. Either you, either you are or you aren't. Okay? He didn't. That's all it boils down to. Right. He said the rap heroes are going to say he lost the battle, and, and I guess fine. he's okay with it's that. It's just a battle. You still drink at the end of the day. You still got all these number one records and still dominating the radio, still selling all of these records. You still drink at the end of the day, but you lost the rap battle. Right. I think he was that's saying it. that's what people are going to say, and he can live mm-hmm. with that. And you lost, okay. to a, you lost to one of the best, okay? Push your T. A wily veteran. All right. Well, I'm Angela <laughs> Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need Teresa Klein, a.k.a. What are they calling her? Cornerstone Kathy, Bodega Becky? Cornerstone Caroline. I like, they should have called her Bodega Becky, but whatever. Cornerstone Caroline, come to the front of the congregation. Cornerstore Caroline. Cornerstore. Cornerstore. What is it? Cor- ain't that an ice cream place? Cornerstone? It's, no, no. Cornerstore is just a corner. It cornerstore, is a bodega. Just, yeah, it's a oh. bodega. It's a cornerstore. Cornerstore, bodega, all that. Cornerstone Carol. Line. Bodega Becky. My goodness. Come to the front of, <laughs> front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with you. All right. We'll do it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang. Dunk it other Charlemagne. You are Donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a Donkey <laughs> Man, hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Oh, uh, well, Ed Sheeran, the mayonnaise is heavy on this sandwich, okay? Uh, donkey of the Day for Monday, October 15th, goes to 53-year-old Teresa Klein, who the Internet's are unaffectionately calling Cornerstone Caroline. Now, Teresa is the latest white person to call 911, not for an emergency, 
but for her own insecurities. Yes, I call these type of situations white-collar crimes because it should be illegal to make these kind of false allegations against people of color. It should be a crime, but sadly it's not. And it's been happening since the beginning of time. See, Teresa Klein called the police after she thought a nine-year-old little boy grabbed a handful of her mayonnaise-filled muffins. Let's go to PIX11 for the report, please. A nine-year-old black child was accused of sexually assaulting a white woman at a Brooklyn deli. It prompts her to call 911. No, I want the cops here right now. That's right. The son grabbed my ass. That woman, identified as Teresa Klein, is soon dubbed by the Internet as Corner Store Caroline. Surveillance video obtained by PIX11 from inside the Sahara Deli appears to vindicate the young boy, clearly showing him walking by, rushing out to leave with his family, accusing the boy's mother of threatening her in person and later in a voicemail. Klein made numerous accusations, even saying during the now viral altercation that it was the child's mother who claimed she was a police officer, despite the footage clearly showing otherwise. I did not say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the same energy that got Emmett Till killed. Uh, these type of false accusations have been happening since the beginning of time. I thank God there was video evidence of this situation because if it was no video and it was this white woman's word versus this young black boy's word, in light of history, I have no reason to believe that anyone would believe this young black boy. Now, sadly, you can't arrest people for false allegations. Uh, I don't believe you can, but you can arrest this woman, Teresa Klein, for impersonating a police officer. All right, listen to what the woman said. I did not say that. That's impersonating a police officer, okay? She told these people she was a cop, but then she quickly recanted that right there is enough to press charges because you can't press charges on Bodega Becky for the false allegations, even though she should be arrested because what she doesn't understand is when you make false accusations like this on young black men, it's literally a matter of life or death, okay? This is why I believe all women is flawed logic. You shouldn't believe all of anything someone tells you. It doesn't matter their gender, sexuality, class, race. You don't believe all of anything anyone tells you. What we should do is listen to all women and believe all proof. Thank God they had proof in this situation. Please let Kathy Griffin give Bodega Becky, Cornerstone Caroline, uh, Teresa Klein, the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. <coughs> all right. Thank you for that donkey today. Yes. You just had to put that mayonnaise on the counter, huh? Um, what was that? All right, now let's talk beef a little bit. 800-585-1051. Why you say it like that? Whoa, what's on your mind? Now, over the weekend, they released an interview with LeBron James and Drake, and they talked about his rap beef with Pusha T. Do we have a little bit of audio? There are rules in this I knew something was going to come up about my kid. They had to add, like, the deadbeat thing to make it more appealing, which is fine. The mom and dad thing, whatever. You don't even know my family. Yeah. It's like some... But I'm going to tell you, wishing death on my friend that has MS, that really sent me to a place where, you know, I just believed then and believe now that there's just a price that you have to pay for that. Someone's going to punch you in the face. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. <laughs> Should there be rules you are right, to rap beef? <laughs> Should there be rules to rap beef? <laughs> Correct. So after all of these years, we're going to move the goalposts because Drake is saying that there's rules when there has historically never been any rules. No, we're asking. We are absolutely positively asking. Because there are no rules to rap beef. That's what I wish LeBron or Maverick, mm. but they're not interviewers. I wish they would have said to him, so what are the rules, Drake? 
What so, are the rules in rap beef? So let's open up the phone lines. There have never been any. Right? Ever. People have always crossed the line, in my opinion, and I feel. I mean, we've heard it in, uh, let's play the, the bottom one right there. Of, of course, this one right here is probably. What is this? By the way, that's one of that's one of the light uh, threats in that song. Okay, I'm the greatest one is that's why FGOB, you fat, fat mother, mother effer. Yeah. But when Tupac said, "My full full, make sure all your kids don't grow." Yes. Come on now, what is that? Do we have the uh, we don't have the Jay Z skeeted on your car seat, huh? All right, well Jay Z skeeted on uh, Nas's baby mom's car seat in the rap battle. Come on, man, you just Ice Cube and no Vaseline. Like, I mean, come on, we've heard every death threat. Jay Z apologized after every, that. Though. Every threat to the family, all women and kids. Like now, now all of a sudden, y'all want to change the rules? I see. Let's open up the phone lines. We'll talk about it when we come back. 800-585-1051. Should there be rules in rap beef? And by the way, if you cross the line with your words, like I always tell y'all, you got to deal with the consequences of. Your words. You okay. know what I mean? But I can't sit here and act like it's rules because well, it's never been rules. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. That was Drake. Nice for what? Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking, should there be rules in rap beef? Now, that comes from Drake and LeBron James's conversation. Uh, they released it over the weekend. They were talking about the Pusha T beef. Let's, let's listen. There are rules in this I knew something was going to come up about my kid. They had to add, like, the deadbeat thing to make it more appealing, which is fine. The mom and dad thing, whatever. You don't even know my family. Yeah. It's like some... But I'm going to tell you, wishing death on my friend that has MS, that really sent me to a place where, you know, I just believed then and believe now that there's just a price that you have to pay for that. Someone's going to punch you in the f***ing face. So 800-585-1051, should there be rules in rat beef? Uh, first of all, I don't like y'all allowing uh, an artist from Canada to come to America and change all the rules that we have historically never, ever, 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 ever honored, okay? There have never been any rules when it comes to rap beef. The same rules in rap beef are the same rules in life. You can say whatever the hell it is you want to say. You just got to be able to deal with the consequences of whatever it is that you say, period. I think there should be rules in rap beef. <laughs> uh, I always thought that they should. Uh, you know, when, we, when we're beefing, yeah, beef about me. Talk about me, talk about the lack of or whatever. We can go there. But when you mention somebody's wife, fiance, or kids, that's when it goes a little too far. And that's when I'm on it like, Drake, yeah, I'm going to punch you in your face. Oh, but, oh wait a minute. Drake started but, it then by, Drake, by your logic. But Drake did start it. And he got what he got. He mentioned Pusha T's Pusha's fiance. fiance. And up. when he did that. I told you keep playing with my name and I'm going to let it ring on you like Virginia Williams. I'm too resilient. Get out your feelings. The floodgates are open. And by the way, Pusha did not wish death on 40. Pusha made us an uh, observation. OVO 40 hunched over like he 80. Tick, tick, tick. How much time he got that man is? Six, six, six. I got the devil flow hooking. Six, six, six. Now, was it the best best and nicest thing to say? No. But, but he was fine for doing it because Drake opened up that door. Once you mentioned my, my fiance's name, there was no reason to mention her name. He didn't do it for There's no reason to even say it. Listen. You, once you go that far, now now I can take my gloves off. I think, do I think pushing went too far with the 40 line? Yes, I do. But guess what? What do I always tell y'all? You can't tell somebody how to react. If you push me, I might punch you back. Right. If you, you know stab me, if you, I might shoot you. Exactly. You push me, I might stab you, shoot you. I don't. You don't know how. You can't tell somebody how to react. I think the whole point of rap beef is we are supposed to feel like somebody went too far, right? Or it's just too nice. I thought it was just lyrically so, who was better lyrically. I think who morally, the on the outside, for us, we look at it like, oh my god, I can't believe they would say that. That's 
you know, they got to throw down after that. But then that's the whole point of rap beef, to make somebody that mad that they want to fight you. All right, but let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? This Ace from Norfolk, man. Ace from the 757. Should there be rules of rap beef? Of course not, man. We not making no exceptions for this old light-skinned boy, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, oh, my goodness. He, he has to understand all that energy he was putting onto the shop last night. He should have just went ahead and put that into a diss track. Or just on. Over. That's it. All right. Stop trying to save face and make all these excuses. You took an L. It is what it is. He did take an L, but, you know. Ain't no buts. He did, no, no. It is no but. But there should be rules of rap beef. And I'm not saying he went too far by mentioning. So we need to change the rules because no. because of on account of Drake? No. no. I, I don't think we should change the rules. That's just how I feel. That's we should have changed the rules after Pac and Big got killed. That was extreme. Or, or Ether. Or, or, yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah. not changing the rules for Drake. No. No, we just having a conversation now. I wasn't on the radio back then. Hello, who's this? Yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Chapo, what's up? What's going on, man? Sh- uh, there ru- should there be rules to rap beef? Hell no, there's no rules to rap beef, man. Either you want it or you don't. That's S- it. Simple. Okay. He got hurt, and he ain't do nothing about it. That's, That's it. it. Can you talk about things like somebody who's sick, about to die? That's okay. What do you talk about? Tupac I'm said, just, Tupac told Prodigy. You okay to talk about somebody who's sick or whatever, but if they pushing it there, then, you know, he got to handle his business or step down. All right, Tupac, okay. Tupac told Prodigy, don't one of y'all little mother effers got sickle cell or something. But that's F- talking about me. die with me. That's talking F- about me. and die messing with me. But that's talking about me. That's, what do you I'm, mean? I'm in the rap battle with you. I don't care. If my son got it, then you would say, I hope your little son died. First of all, Mob Deep, Tupac said that on Hit Him Up. That hit him up was not about Mob Deep. But he was going to everybody. No, he was going out Big and Junior Mafia, and he just started to shoot strays at the end. Everybody. At everybody. He went at everybody. It's no rules in this game, bro. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nelson from Detroit. Nelson, man, should there be rules of rap beef? There absolutely should be rules to rap beef. Just because that line has been historically, habitually crossed doesn't mean that that line shouldn't exist. You know, every time somebody gets hurt or touched from a rap beef, Everybody on the radio is always saying, hey, y'all should have kept it on wax. There shouldn't be no violence with it. You know, well, there's certain lines you can't cross. That's right. Somebody, like, you know, and, and um, at a time like this where, you know, um, not only mental health but physical health problems, epilepsy, all that kind of stuff, multiple sclerosis, those kind of things where somebody's dying or, or it's helpless, 40 doesn't even rap. Well, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned mental health because where were you when Drake was making fun of Kid, Cud- Kid Cudi's mental health? When he was making fun of Kid Cudi's depression? Oh, yeah. You don't know about it, huh? I think yeah. that was foul. That was okay. foul. That was right. I'm not saying Drake won or he shouldn't have lost from that. He definitely put that L. But what he does behind that is because of the lack of rules behind rap beats is what I think. First of all, right, Drake, you, doesn't, Drake, Drake is not allowed to get anybody punched in the face because he did not reply on record. That should be the rule. The rule is, after you reply on a record, then you can get physical, okay? You can't just bypass the rap beef and say, you know what, we're going to take it to the street. We can't get nobody punched in the face because he started that. He went too far by mentioning Pusha T's fiance. You started that, and then when he went back, it was like, oh, that's too far. You can't do that. You can't say that. Anyway, 800-585-1051. Should there be rules of rap beef? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. If you just join us, we're talking about Drake and LeBron James' conversation over the weekend. Now, they were talking about the Pusha T beef. Let's hear it. There are rules in this. I knew something was going to come up about my kid. They had to add, like, the deadbeat thing to make it more appealing, which is fine. The mom and dad thing, whatever. You don't even know my family. Yeah. It's like some... But I'm going to tell you, wishing death 
on my friend that has MS. That really sent me to a place where, you know, I just believed then and believe now that there's just a price that you have to pay for that. Someone's going to punch you in the face. Oh, God. 800-585-1051. Should there be rules in rap beef? That's don't, what we're asking. Listen, man, don't let anything distract you from the fact that Pusha T defeated the almighty Drake in a rap battle. Now, all of a sudden, you want rules. What happened was Drake wanted to fight. He didn't realize Pusha T hit that hard. When he realized Pusha T hit that hard and things got real, he was in the back of the car like uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. and Boys in the Hood saying, Doe, let me out. <laughs> let me out, Doe. All right? Stupid. You thought you wanted war when you saw Ricky get shot, but you ain't really want it. That's all it boils down to. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, this is Rock calling out of ATL. What's up? What's up, bro? Clear your throat out, bro. Sounds uh -huh. like beef to hey, me. Listen. There you go. Hey, check this out, man. I don't think Pusha T went too far, man. First of all, I don't think it's a such thing as too far when it comes down to any kind of beef. You gotta understand when you get it when you get into beef with somebody, it's no rules to that. It's no rules to that. You can't get into beef with some cat on the street and expect them to play by a certain kind of rule. It's the same thing with rap beef. When it's drama, it's drama. And That's if right. it's drama between two people, you gotta take the good with the bad. All right. Now let me ask you a question. I'm gonna ask Charlemagne the question and you the question is right. Now you mentioned street beef, right? If me right. and you beef it on the street where we hate each other, right? And I get caught. I can snitch on you because we hate each other anyway, right? What are you talking about? No, because he's talking about rap. I mean, it's the same difference. I, you always want to bring things back like to snitching. You're such hey, an informant. Listen, listen, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing just to answer that. There's no rules. If you want to do that, you got to understand, now, the street might answer back with a response to you being a snitch. But if that's the, the route that you chose to take, there's no rules. That's okay, listen, man. Your Uncle Charlotte tells y'all all the time, don't ever go to war with someone who gives an F less than you. On a scale of 1 to 10, your 10 may be somebody else's 2. Maybe somebody else's three. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And if you ain't ready to take it to their level of 10, leave it alone. Drake wasn't ready to take it to Pusha T's level of 10. That's it. What's up? Who's this? It's Sean, man. I'm in the Orlando area, man. Sean John. Sean, what's up, bro? We're talking. Should there be rules and rap battles? Hell no, nah, man. You know it shouldn't be. I'm an 80s baby. I grew up in the 80s, man. Uh, like uh, Charlamagne was talking about earlier when uh, Ice Cube and uh, Common were dissing each other, when Jada Kiss and Beanie was going at it, you know, when Jay-Z and Nas was going at it. I mean, nah, dog. Drake just being soft. Y'all know that. That's I, all it I is. I don't remember Jada Kiss going at Beanie's mom or Beanie's kids, though. He ain't never go that far. Um, no. I don't remember that one. But, I mean, Jay Nas definitely, Jay definitely said I skidded on the baby That's the only lot I remember back and then. And then Jay-Z apologized, though. Let's be clear. He Tupac, did apologize Tupac Clown Prodigy for his sickle cell. Told Biggie to my make sure you, my full foe, make sure your kids don't grow. I had sex with your wife. Cannabis threatened the LL's ass. What? That didn't happen? I don't remember that one. Didn't you say that? <laughs> you sound like your own personal thing going on right there. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody say that to me. I'm, 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 I'm not right. Charlamagne got his own fantasy rap beef. I swear cannabis. Fantasy rap beef over here. You, you don't know how to eat ass like me or something. What? It was something like that. What's the moral of the story, man? The moral of the story is don't ever go to war with someone who gives an F less than you. The rules are there ain't no rules. Because on a scale of 1 to 10, your 10 may be somebody else's 4. Drake can make all of these excuses and try to distract y'all from the fact that he took an L, but the moral of the story is he was. He thought he wanted to fight until Pusha T punched him in, punched him in the face. Evie, what's your favorite rap battle song? My favorite one of all time. Probably the most disrespectful. Exactly. One, Tupac. Exactly. Tupac. There it is. My favorite battle rap song of all time is Jay Z Takeover. And what's yours? I just thought that was so precisely done. Mine is gonna have to be Tupac. Nah, Jay Z Takeover is my favorite. Disrespectful Even how of all he time. started that song. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little disrespectful. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Ye. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, speaking about Drake, find out somebody who he did squash beef with, and I'll give you a hint. It's not Pusha T. <laughs> All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. How Clear your throat out. You all right over there? Yes, I am. I was everybody out there today. Why are you, you know, talking like that, bro? I just feel like doing a little quiet storm in the morning. That's all. Okay. I used to do Charlamagne the God Thug Love Status back in the day. I played all the fly slow songs. Talk to the ladies on the radio like this. You know. I'm glad that ended. All right, well, it's 2018. Let's get into the rumor report. <laughs> I'm about a consultant say, say, pretend you're LL Cool J. That's what the consultant told me. What? A guy named Michael Newman. He said, when you're on there doing the Quiet Storm, pretend you're LL Cool J. So I've been there licking my lips and, yeah, Charlamagne. I'm glad that didn't work. All right, let's get to the rumors. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, after getting engaged in May, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson have split up. So apparently she's going say. through a lot. Yes. And remember, she posted that she needed a break from the public spotlight. She wrote, can I please have one okay day? Just one, please. And I'm sure she's still mourning the death of Mac Miller. They were together for quite some time. And she said she couldn't be fully invested in her relationship with Pete. She had rushed into that marriage way too fast by getting engaged. So, well, the impending marriage. So they have now called off their engagement. We all kind of knew this was going to happen. Pete Davidson did get a tattoo covered up with the bunny ears that he had, uh, which were a symbol for Ariana Grande. And so they're supposedly still very close and friends with each other. But as far as romantically right now, it's just not the right time. Yeah, they're both young. They'll be fine. All right, Amy Winehouse, there's going to be a hologram tour set for next year. How should you get a hologram, a hologram? before Biggie? How she get a hologram before Leah? I have no idea, but she is going to be get a hologram before EZ? A hologram tour. Now, her father said to see her perform again is something special that really can't be put into words. Our daughter's music touched the lives of millions of people, and it means everything that her legacy will continue in this innovative and groundbreaking way. So that tour is going to raise money and awareness for the Amy Winehouse Foundation, which educates young people about drug and alcohol misuse. What them prices going to be like, though? Would you go see a hologram tour? Let if, me if tell if you something. Right. When I went to go see that Michael Jackson show, though, in Vegas and the hologram part happened of Michael Jackson. That was amazing. Really? What, were the, what were the ticket prices like, though? I'm not paying no. I'm not paying what I would pay for an artist that's alive to watch their hologram. There's going to be a live off. band, backup singers, all of that. They said the show is going to be almost two hours. Yeah, but it's still 110 a, a, minutes. It's like a light show. I'm like you said. I'm not getting an actual artist. Exactly. So whatever you would pay for her when she was alive. I need to pay half of that. And it's good to know that that money is going to the charity. That's a good thing. Yeah, money's going to a good cause. Foundation. All right, Little Zan had to cancel a concert in St. Louis, and that's because somebody threatened him and actually posted a video holding guns and everything. Check it out. Little Zan, a motherfucker. Dog. Hey, Little Zan, I want my smoke tomorrow at the October 10th at the pageant, little bitch. Where the fuck you... Yeah, I would cancel my show, too. Had to cancel that one. Vanilla, vanilla ISIS has to be stopped. Okay, who are those little white thugs that are saying things all wrong? I want my smoke tomorrow. You see? Did you see the guns <laughs> he had? He had all types of... It's, nah. not, it's not I want my smoke. It's had, I want smoke. He had three AK-47s. Whatever you wanted, I ain't going. I want my smoke tomorrow, <laughs> little Zan. I'm canceling that, that show. show. Yeah, I'm Listen. with you. Nope. Now, Drake and Chris Brown have squashed their beef. It's been six years. It was a lot of bottles thrown in clubs and everything. Mm -hmm. But the two of them hit the stage together, and they perform some songs like, uh, you know, Party, Chris Brown did Freaky Friday. They did all of that. 
Um, so, yeah, Jake shared that Instagram photo of them performing. That was the first time they've been on stage together in nine years. That's dope. So was there a waffle-colored group chat envy? Did all the uh, the, beige, the beige leaders of our society get together on the group chat and say, hey, guys, squash this? You're not the complexion. We can't talk, tell you, bro. Oh, it's a secret society. Absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. In addition, Beige Adele business. went to a Drake show and she posted, ooh, Champagne Poppy blew my mind tonight. Best production I've ever seen. Hands down and way up there with one of my favorite shows of all time. Huge love. And he got so excited. He said, don't effing get me gas right now. I love this woman. And she came to the show. Thank God nobody told me I would have been shook. So... There you go. He fanned out. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are going to be expecting their first child together. They made that announcement. Congrats They're to They're in Sydney, Australia. They're doing a 16-day visit. And basically, they have announced she's having a baby. He didn't waste no time, yo. Mm-mm. So congratulations. That's what marriage is all about. To the two of Guilt-free, them. free unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. All right. And also tomorrow at 8 on BET, don't forget, it's the BET Hip Hop Awards hosted by D-Ray Davis. Little Wayne's going to be there. Cardi B, ASAP Rocky, DJ Khaled, Bun B, T-I-Y-G, Wale. A whole lot of people will be hitting that stage from and Miami. And Little Duval. Why you keep disrespecting Little Duval I'm and not announcing that he's going to be on the I Duval? I didn't know he was on it. I didn't... Duval is performing. Okay, and Duval. Little Duval. Yes. They with ball greasy. Unfortunately, didn't list him and on here. Shiggy. Well, he's one of that. He's an Anmore. I don't ever want to be Ann Moore. Okay. <laughs> All right. In addition to that, after the BET Hip Hop Awards, it's going to be a new reality show, Hustle in Brooklyn. That all goes down tomorrow. So make sure you search that hashtag, hashtag Hip Hop Awards. My little partner on that show, Ivy Rivera. Drop on the clues bombs for Ivy Rivera. All that information. I love little Ivy. She'll be on uh, Hustle in Brooklyn. You say you saw the first episode, right? Yes, I had the first episode. They actually filmed one of the episodes at Juice. Juices for Life in Brooklyn. Is she nice. featured on there a lot? Um, on the first episode, yes. 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 She's on there a lot. Uh, so they did film an episode at Juices for Life, and they filmed an episode on Lip Service. Uh, shout out to Danny Deuces. She's on Hustle in Brooklyn, and she was on Lip Service. What, so. is, it, what is it about? Uh, hustlers in Brooklyn, clearly. Some young millennials trying to find their way and kind of rise up the ranks. They're trying to establish themselves in this industry. Okay. I love when my little, my little partners get popping, you know what I'm saying, on TV and stuff, because then... When I throw little events and stuff and they show up and make it seem like more notable people were there. <laughs> That's what you care about? Yeah, so drop on the clues bombs for Ivy. You go ahead and blow up for your uncle, okay? All right? All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, Scott. and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. If Get your request in right now. 800-585-1051. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.